Hi everybody, my name is Misha, AKA Refilling My Wallet, and this is Finance Fails and Cocktails. It's a little bit different today because David is not here today. He is not feeling well and he can't make it to the podcast recording. And it's a little bit too late for me to ask somebody last minute to be a guest so I can talk to them. Um, so this is just going to be like a, a me, a solo podcast. Um, I've listened to a couple of Liz Gets Loaded episodes and, you know, she does it. So I figured I'll do it too. Um, the other thing that's different about this episode is it's being recorded visually uh, because I really wanted to make sure that our podcast can reach everyone and... Um, I can't figure out how to upload just the sound and get it to transcribe automatically. But I think if I record a video of me and my little face talking, that'll help with captions. Um, captions, said captions a little bit weird there, but that's the hope. Um, so I am drinking today. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, this is from Financially Focused. And um, it's a nice little gift she gave me. It says millionaire in the making. And it's got a drink that I'm pretty sure I've made on here before. Uh, it's just like pink lemonade, kiwi, and then like that cucumber lime vodka, which we're almost out of. So, um, you know, bottoms up. Okay, well, it's kind of hard to do in other people's business or like talk about my week or talk about any of that stuff without like someone to bounce this off of. So I want to give you a little bit of motivation that's the goal of this episode and I hope um if you were lacking motivation this helps that this helps that um next week when David's feeling better we'll talk all about um daycare where we are on selling the house uh lots of fun stuff like that I really hope you stick around for this episode I am like looking at my notes so please bear with me you can see my pajama pants if you're like really a sleuth so it's it's and you're watching. Um, okay, I just, I, I really want to send home this message. Um, and it's not just a message for you. It's a message for me as well, because I know that this is something that I'm struggling with personally. And you are too close to give up. You're too close to the finish line of your personal finance journey, your debt-free journey to give up. I wanted to talk about um, a few things because I know how easy it is to lose motivation on this journey. I know how easy it is to just be like, who cares? Whatever. The number of times I've talked to people and they've said, what's the point? What's the point? There's always going to be something. I'm always going to be in debt. I will never get out of debt. People die with their debt. I will be one of those people. It's it's fine. I'm I'm prepared for this. I've budgeted for it debt is my life. And that is heartbreaking to me. Because when you are in debt, you are no longer free. You're no longer free because every single paycheck, every X amount of hours that you work has to go to somebody else. Your debt, your debt payment, your debt payment to discover, your debt payment to your personal loan, your debt payment to your student loan, has now become someone else's passive income. You are not getting anything out of that and they are not doing anything for it. 
They're just charging you interest time and time and time again, which is fine. That's how it works. But stop. Get your own passive income. Don't be somebody else's. Um, And that's not to say like, don't support small businesses. Obviously, I'm not saying that. I'm trying to say, get rid of the debt. It's time. It's time. Misha, we're talking to you as well. I have $11,500 to go on my personal debt list and I am self-sabotaging myself. I am too close to the finish line to give up and that's what it feels like I'm doing. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the beginning of the journey, the beginning of my debt-free slap in the face, kick in the ovaries. (sighs) We were living in California we were broke. We had barely anything. Like, it was so terrible. My dad passed away very unexpectedly. He was 56 years old. It was a heart attack. And I had to get home for the funeral. Swipe. Swipe. And I'm just swiping the card to still fund a life that I now need. It's not a life that I wanted. It's like that I need, I had to get home. There was no other options. To drive would have been a three-day journey. And then you have to drive back. That's three more days. And I have a job with limited PTO. So what am I supposed to do? I can't drive. There's no option but to fly. So we swipe. And it was just this moment of, we still don't have money. Like, we are making a lot of money. This was the top of our game. We were making the most we had been making before, like, this past couple years. And we had no money. And that's just, it's so unfair. So we come back. For several weeks, I am incredibly depressed. For several months, I'm incredibly depressed because we're still funding the past every paycheck we pay for every paycheck we get is funding the past think about that when you're in debt you cannot be paying for the future because all you're focused on is the payments of the past as the items of the past even if they're items you still have a car you know your student loans it's all in the past and you're still paying for that. How are you holding on to this ghost of the debt, basically? Like, the ghost of the purchase, really. And so, I just... I remember we we got in this huge fight, David and I did. We got in this huge fight, and I was pissed, and I got in my car, and I left. And, you know, just to cool off, just to, like have a moment to breathe and to not be in the same space as the person who was frustrating me so much because all I wanted was to move back to Ohio because I was missing my family. I was broke. All I wanted was to move back to Ohio and all he wanted was to stay in San Diego. This was his dream since he was a child and I am saying we cannot afford this dream. We cannot afford this dream. I can't do it anymore and this was probably two years before we actually left san diego this was two years um 
if you hear a little bit of chatter in the background that's david coughing um so i left i drove up to solana beach like up like further like by further further it doesn't matter if you don't know where solana beach is so i'm driving way down the road and i pull over to the side of the road and it is like 9 30 at night and i just am writing out and i wish i had this document still but i'm writing out essentially the first budget and it was just us hemorrhaging money we didn't have the money and i couldn't see how there was another solution except to move back to ohio because we were living above our income and we had a nice income so i go back i explain this and then we get roommates and that's the first debt-free journey if you've listened to a couple episodes before this we talk about how living with roommates you know cut our our debt down by a ton and it was it was life-changing um and we were able to put money towards debt and we were able to go and that was how we started the debt free journey part one and then i lost my job which was just another blow to the face um i could not take it on the chin um it still sounds gross guys i don't care what you say it still sounds gross um i couldn't there was no way for me to go in my mind i couldn't possibly make six sixty thousand dollars in two weeks i couldn't do it and because that's that's when i needed money again was in two weeks and so i you know a side hustled and i was trying i was trying my best to figure out how we could make this work and i eventually it was i got another job through um, a temp agency and i worked for a recruiting company and you know it was fine i wasn't making a ton of money but i was making more than my side hustle my side hustles were making me but it just i had given up i had because all of the money that i was making was supposed to be going towards the fact that we had roommates and so that was going to fill the gap that we needed to pay off debt at a higher rate because if you're not paying it off at a higher rate than the minimum payment you're not paying it off um unless it's at zero percent interest um which ours weren't and i gave up i was done i said forget it this is my life i'm going to be in debt forever and that's that what a depressing mindset to be in what a depressing way to live to just accept the fact that 15 uh no it was like a week every week of pay was like one week of pay was all of my debt payments i couldn't fathom a world where that wasn't possible um the first budget that i did if you see me looking i'm looking at my little ipad the first budget that i did in october of 2018 was about seven months before the you know the budget that like helped us do our first debt free journey so the first budget in october was the budget that broke me 
that was the budget that made me realize I was too close to the finish line to give up. And I'm going to say that about 15 more times in this episode because I think you need to hear it. And again, I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to me as well. The budget that broke me showed our income in San Diego was $4,600. We were bringing in $4,600 a month. Our expenses were $4,454.71. If you're not good at math like I am not, I wrote it down, I calculated it. It's $146 extra per month. That's not including, oh, let me go grab a, a drink with my friends. Oh, I forgot my lunch. Let me go buy a lunch. It's not including any of that. It's $146. We were drowning. It was not getting better on its own. That was the budget that broke me. And um, we had a mountain of debt. We were at $94,000 in debt. And that is not before the $10,000 loan was going to kick in, which gets us to that $104,000. Um, so, or no, that was before the $10,000 loan kicked in, which gets us to the $104,000. $94,000 with $146 extra a month is not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it. But this is what I mean, like, even if you have not started your journey, you're too close to give up. Because at the rate we were going, it was not going to get better. It couldn't get better. It could only get worse. With the actions that we were taking, it could only get worse. The finish line would get further and further and further away. We hadn't even started. And the finish line was continuously moving. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you're too close to the finish line to give up because if you give up, you're only going to get further away. That finish line keeps moving. It is not going to stay still. It can't stay still. It's unsustainable because debt accrues interest. It just does. Unless it's the student loans that are held at 0% right now. But your credit card, your car, your student loans that aren't federally funded, your personal loans, your mortgage, it's going to continue to to get further away if you're only paying the minimum. And that, that information was enough for me to realize like, I have to make a change. I have to make a change. And th- the first place is to cut things. You know what I mean? You cut the expenses that you don't need in your life. You cut the excess spending. And I'm not saying slash slash you're going out to zero. I'm not saying that because to me, that's impractical. Um, You just, it's just too hard to do that. It's so hard to make a life shift where you're going to go from eating out four or five times a week to eating out none. Maybe try to do two. Try to find a way to scale it back. Find the cuts that you can make and make those. And then eventually you're going to get to a part where you cannot cut anymore. You're just going to get to that point. Like you cannot cut it. Maybe you live in um, a two bedroom house with your kid and you're a single mom. You can't really cut much more from that. Like, sure, maybe you could do a one bedroom if you really, really wanted to. But I also understand the need for children to have their own space, especially after a certain age. So to say to keep cutting, like what else can you cut? Sometimes you can't cut. Sometimes you have to increase your income. And that doing both is ideal. 
First place to start when you're trying to increase your income, your current source of income. Your current biggest source of income is the best place to start, assuming you're a good employee, assuming you're making a consistent income, then you can try to ask for a raise. And don't say, well, so-and-so's making much, much more money or, well, I'm trying to pay off my debt. Well, inflation. No, you need to give concrete reasons to why you deserve more money than you're getting. You need to bring out numbers. I have um, hired four people this year and I've trained all of them. None of them have received any complaints in the last two years that I've been training them. I have created standard operating procedures so that if anyone needs to pick up this job, they can. Maybe don't say that because they might just take the job from you. But um, say the things that are quantifiable so that you can prove your worth. And once they don't threaten, you don't have to threaten to leave. If you're threatening to leave, you better leave. But don't threaten to leave. If you don't give me this money, I'm going to leave. No. Here's why I deserve this money. Bam, 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 bam. List your accomplishments. And if you are not taking note of every single accomplishment that you do in a year before your performance review, if you are waiting until that performance review period to try to think back on everything that you've done, you're doing it wrong. I have a post-it note, a virtual post-it note in my computer and it lists every single thing that I do that's more than my current job description. It lists every time someone sends me a kudos email and those kudos emails get automatically get forwarded to my boss so they can see I'm valued not just by my own made up mind but by other people in this company and you bet your ass I'm going to be listing all of them come time for my annual review and I'm not going to be able to remember them but I can look at my little post-it note my little virtual post-it note and I can boom on 228 Kelly said this about me on 331 Mark said this about me on 42 Patrick who doesn't even work in this department said this about me and it's irrefutable evidence you are too close to give up. You are too close to give up. If you put a hundred dollars a month, just start with a hundred. If you can, start with fifty. Start with twenty-five. Figure out a way to get more money to those debts. I don't give a damn which one you pick first. I don't care if it's the smallest. I don't care if it's the largest. I don't care if it's the one you hate the most. I do not care. Pick one. Chuck all of your money at it that you can and I know that like this isn't like brand new information right this isn't like oh well it's you know I've never heard this before I'm sure you've heard it before and if you haven't heard it before welcome welcome to your indoctrination of getting your shit together um we before the Audi which you guys if you don't know about the Audi episode one before the Audi we had paid off $56,000 in our debt. That is life-changing. And I'm, I'm telling you that first debt was my car that we paid off. That was life-changing. That was $270 back in my pocket. And you might say like, yeah, 
but that debt has to go like that payment has to go to the next debt and that sucks because i'm still not getting to see my money you're right you are a hundred percent right that next that payment should go to your next money that's where it should go like it should go to your next debt i don't know what i said i heard a bunch of geese the next that minimum payment once it's gone needs to go to your next debt and you might think that sucks that sucks it's a snowball and as annoying as that is it's a snowball and you now have added more snow to it which means if there comes a point when an expense comes up or a uh, your tire breaks tires don't break if your tire gets flat you can take from that snowball and put it towards something else before that money wasn't there for you to do that with i just i don't want you to give up because it's too hard because it seems pointless because you're going to be on this journey for four years because guess what if you calculate that you're going to be on this journey for four years and you're like that sucks i hate that like that's four years of my life if you don't make a change it's going to be seven years of your life it's going to be 10 years of your life it's going to be the rest of your life if you do not make a change if you sit there with the mindset of i will always be in debt because you do not have to always be in debt i am not debt free but i i would love to be and are my current actions a manifestation of that no they're not i am not focused on my debt-free journey and i hope that i listen to this podcast episode and i'm like that girl knows what she's talking about she has motivated me to figure out my shit and blah 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 blah. oh my god that girl is me like great (sighs) i know that there can be so many limiting factors to why you can't do it i don't have the time I have kids and at the end of the day, I'm exhausted. By the end of the week, I'm exhausted. I don't have time to go in Instacart after work. I don't, my car is broken. I blah, 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 blah. There's a million reasons. Okay. I understand that like, it was a lot easier to, for me, it was a lot easier for me to side hustle when I didn't have a kid. Um, because I could pick up any job that I wanted to. I was a cider tender for a little bit of time and I was able to just do that because nobody was waiting for me to feed them or cook them dinner because I could just go and do it. It's a lot, it's a lot easier when it's, you only have, you know, now I only have a couple of hours before my kid, once my kid gets home from daycare and then goes to bed i only have a couple of hours so it's a little bit harder for me to say okay whatever i'm gonna sacrifice this whole week and i'm just gonna make money instead of seeing him because blah blah blah. it's hard to do that so i have found a way to make money where i don't necessarily have to leave and like obviously my kid goes to sleep i can't just go out and doordash i mean i have david so yes i could do that but why don't I do something with the skills that I have? I am a very, very good resume reviewer. I'm very good at it because I've done it for a long time. And so why don't I take that and charge for it? 
and I, w- I did it at first and I was charging $25 and one of my followers got my resume um like she said I'll give you my resume and you can fix it she's like but you're charging too little for this you're not charging your worth for this I'm giving you a hundred dollars and then I did her resume and she was like this is amazing she's gotten several interviews from it and she's like you are not charging enough for this and so 100 became my benchmark and if I do 10 resumes in a month that's a thousand dollars that's a lot of money and that could almost pay off one of my medical debts so what what skills are you not harnessing that you could be harnessing are you good with kids offer your neighborhood to babysit kids you if you're not a creepy person people will take you up on that if you can get some reliable you know background or reference tracks what are they called when you references yeah yeah yeah. references reviews whatever people will pay you for that are you really good at math i'm not but someone is there guarantee you there's kids in this neighborhood in your suburb that need help with math offer to help them (sighs) harness the skills that you have and try to better them someone messaged me earlier this week and they said hey i'm trying to pay off my debt i have i'm willing to like help you transcribe your um episodes your podcast episodes i know it's something you want to do i know something you don't have time to do that is 100 percent something i'm willing to outsource um i currently do not have the funds that i sh- can like dictate it to go to that i just i just don't have it that's something you can do though find the creators who are putting out episodes and say hey i'd love to transcribe this for you this is my rate and yeah she got a no from me but i'm also going to remember her when i do have the funds and still don't have the time who knows how big this podcast could end up being maybe i need a virtual assistant it could refilling my wallet could be a huge thing finance for the cocktails could be a huge thing find the gaps find the gaps find the thing you're good at merge them together and make money off of it so that you can get out of debt so that you can get one step closer to the finish line because whatever you're doing right now that's hindering you is not helping you by definition it cannot be what do you have in your house that you can sell I know there's stuff you can sell. Fastest way to sell something? Facebook Marketplace. Most annoying way to place sell something? Facebook Marketplace. But it gets results. So do you know how many kids things that people have that they don't need anymore? I bought uh, my Ellington, a little tricycle flyer thing that you push because it's $80 in the store. Someone wasn't using theirs anymore and I bought it for what did I say $20 or something what do you have in your house that you can sell it's summer summer is coming up people are gonna need you know nannies people are going to need um transportation care like it's there's so many things out there that that you can do you know what I saw the other day I saw someone on my little city 
Facebook thing that said, I am selling like the Easter bunny experience without the creepy Easter bunny. So I'm going to fill up these eggs for you. I'm going to come to your house in, you know, in the evening of whatever, and I'm going to place the eggs around your yard and I'm going to leave. Now you don't have to do it anymore. You don't have to do that. Now, will everyone pay for that service? No, but you bet, bet there was, please DM me. I'm interested. DM me. I'm interested because people want to outsource that. Do you remember last year? If you follow me on Instagram, I was like, I really want to decorate for Halloween. I don't have the time. I wish somebody could do it. I don't want to decorate for Christmas. I don't have the time. I wish somebody could do it for me. Go mow lawns. It's, it's starting to get nice out in the Midwest. People's lawns need mowed. You could even do it in your neighborhood. If they, if you have that group, that little next door app or some Facebook group, do it. Just say, hey, does, uh, does anyone need their lawn mode? Does anyone need poop scooped? Because that's a thing. Dogs, people who have yards, don't always pick up the dog shit. Hi, I'm not the best person at that, which is why people don't go in my yard. But then when I want people to go in my yard, I know that someone has to go clean that up. I would honestly, that's a service I would pay for weekly. And I know it's a service a lot of people pay for weekly. 20 bucks, 30 minutes. And I'm not saying you shouldn't report it on your taxes because I don't say to commit tax fraud. But I don't know that that's something that people would report. So again, I'm not saying that. Please don't search me out. IRS. But just something to think about. Um, what's the point? What is the point of being debt free? Freedom. If your goal is to enjoy your life and live it to the fullest, you need to be financially free. There's no. If you continue to go into debt as you grow your lifestyle, the correlation of lifestyle creep and more debt is it's just there so you're going to say i need a better car no you don't david um you're going to say i need a bigger house oh now i have to fill this house with stuff and this isn't the minimalist podcast it's just me misha babbling over here but i just it's so easy once you're in debt to keep going into debt because you have the mindset of who cares what's the point swipe you need to release the fear of not having enough and the way to do that is to get rid of your debt because that fear of not having enough is very very real when you're at 146 dollars extra a month because I did not have enough because when that $417 electric bill came we did not have enough (sighs) this might have been a little heavy of an episode and I know it's a little shorter but I just I don't want you to give up I don't want you to not start I don't want you to feel defeated because something has happened 
where you've either fallen back into debt, where your credit card float is a little bit higher than you like, where you haven't made an extra payment in so long, where you said, I'm going to pay off my student loans by May and May is in two weeks and you still have $7,705, Misha. I don't want you to say, I can't do this. I'm comfortable where I am. Because if you're comfortable where you are, imagine how much better your life could be if you pushed past this debt. If you got to that next point in your financial journey, you'd be more than comfortable. You'd be happy. Okay. I think that's all I have today. I know it's a shorter episode, but it's me talking to myself for 30 minutes. So I hope this was a good episode for you guys. I hope you feel inspired or motivated or like you need to send this episode to someone who needs to hear it because I know I'm not the only one who's feeling like this. And if I am, well, then this is really embarrassing. So please, if you enjoy this content or like hearing my voice um follow me on instagram at refilling my wallet um and until next time don't forget to refill your drinks and refill your wallets bye guys